0: Yo, yo, yo! Right. So, I, do I do the intro then? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if it was going to go straight into it. Go uh, okay for it, <laughs> oh, ladies <God>. and gentlemen.
1: <laughs> <Sure. laughs>
0: right, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Absolute Bledlam Podcast. With me, your host Ben Garbett, and to this week's guest, Christopher George Gower.
1: Ooh.
2: Lovely. I think that's the first ever guest that's uh, voluntarily given his middle name out. Ah, well, you know. So the
1: reason
2: reason Chris has just introed this is because I'm currently trying to eat pizza. Apologies for all the people out there in internet land that think that I'm a professional person, because I can assure you that I'm not.
0: What's the topping?
2: The (laughs) topping... So, shout out. um, (laughs) (laughs) So... (laughs) I can't even say this about dying. Um, so it was meat feast. Um, as it exited the oven, <laughs> it vacated the pizza. Does it be, did it become meatless feast? Yeah, so I grabbed it with a tea towel, and now the tea towel's in the washing machine. With um, most meat. And it all back on and ran upstairs.
1: <laughs> so,
2: um, so the girlfriend's very kindly putting some bacon on it to try and make everything better because, let's face it, Chris, bacon makes everything better, right? Well, yeah. There's not been a single uh, circumstance in my life where bacon hasn't improved it substantially.
0: Um, Jewish funeral?
2: Jewish funeral. I haven't been to one of them. Have you? No, I'm just thinking of... What is a Jewish funeral called? Because I know like there's a thing called a bar mitzvah, isn't there?
0: Isn't that when the du- the dude gets his
2: mm.
0: really chopped or whatever? And a but mitzvah is when a girl does the same.
2: Oh right, okay, that's that's nice. Mate, if you need useful the... facts. Come to me. I'm gonna have to change the topic for this podcast. It's <laughs> Just about Jewish, Jewish informational. Approach. Neither of us are Jewish,
0: but <laughs> just about uh, just make it all Jewish.
2: <laughs> just make it all Jewish. This week's sound podcast. like the worst music producer ever. I really like the. <laughs> I really like the song, guys, but it it just needs to be a bit more Jewish, it just yeah, needs to be a bit, more, bit more. more on the Jew scale,
0: yeah. Add a bit more Jew in the second verse, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. This week's episode sponsored by Judaism,
2: <laughs> sponsored by the religion Jew. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, yeah. right? Anyway, so, what's let's, let's get started, Chris, right. Time is a fleeting thing in the social construct of our humanity. Tell me about it. We're already three minutes in. Yep. So, Chris (laughs) is a drummer. Mm -hmm. He is also someone that I've known for quite a long time. Off and on, we've got a very dry sense of humour together. I'm fairly sure Chris can uh, agree to that. Uh, uh, Yeah. Um, I can't remember how I first met you. I want to say it was through As Flames Rise. I mean, it must be. I used to fill in now and then for I mean,
0: you. It was just kind of the same scene, wasn't it? We just ended up having the same group of friends.
2: Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um. Yeah, how old are you?
0: I'm 25 years young. 25 years young, nice. And we probably met when I was... Mm. 15 16 yeah so we've known each um, other for a while
2: yeah so i noticed like with you specifically as a musician mm-hmm. um, i noticed like how like incredibly talented you were like straight out of the gate mm-hmm. and you strike me as someone like henry copson who just seems to be good at stuff
1: well
2: um, i work cr- incredibly hard to be half as talented as someone do you know what i mean it's, it's kind of annoying sometimes I mean,
1: I think, I think, but,
0: yeah. you, you say stuff you say that and i do like, it there's a very nice thing to say but it's it, yeah. it, you know i've been playing drums since i was six
1: yeah, so, yeah, yeah.
0: you know I, and I was you know I, i've done grade eight both guild hall and rock school like and it was pretty i come from a family of very you know high succeeding people so hard work and practice Mm. was something that was drilled into me a lot
2: yeah of course there's there's always an element of consistency to you know having a natural born talent like imagine if there was a load of people out there that were talented and didn't want to show it off
0: yeah i mean it's it's yeah you do have to find those people that support you in what you're doing as well which is you know when you find a band like our rise you know all those people i will yeah, consider to be some of my closest closest friends yeah to this day you know Mm -hmm. it's where you just find that you get on with both kind of inside and out and then oh yeah we also play music together yeah everyone it's never the group of people were never like negative it's always positive and that's something that really brings out the best i think in in everyone
2: yeah i think just quickly on that um there's a lot of like youtubers and stuff nowadays that kind of like hire their wives and hire their friends to like work for them where are you go with this and i've always just, i've always thought that that was quite a weird dynamic because you're mixing business with pleasure sure and i'm i'm just not really sure that sometimes that's the best way to do it but mm-hmm. i think like from my experience as a 31 year old man that played mu- music for quite a long time that was kind of the only way that you could really be in a band was you met a load of like-minded people and you yeah. developed a friendship through working together. Well, I think it's, it's I guess in, 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 a, in a
0: very basic sense, it's the same as any sort of, uh, whether it's like a team-based career or a, yeah. it kind of is like a bit of a, a five or four or six-way marriage, depending on how many people you've got in your band because you not only are the times where the, you know you have to think about what's best for business and yes. best for business being you know the ban and pushing the ban forward but mm-hmm. you have to get on with each other and understand each other's quarrels and yeah. at the end of the day you do love the people that you're surrounded with because you'd yeah. be doing it if you didn't but yeah you do have to at the same time make yeah. the compromises and you know, you know what i mean that, that sort of thing so yeah. i don't think it's they're this
2: they're the kind of the same sides of
0: this two sides of the same coin. Yeah. That one is just much, much louder than the
2: other. Mm. I think to spend the inordinate amount of time that you spend with people when you're on tour, sat in a van together, yeah. basically in a tin can with wheels attached to the bottom of it and you're in farts. <laughs> I think that kind of tells you whether or not you're actually serious about doing it or not.
0: Yeah, you learn it pretty quick. And
1: um, you let learn what
2: works. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just um, wanted to sort of mention how we first met. Um <laughs> You're on a bit of a sidetrack
0: of love thing.
2: and Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, this is how it goes, unfortunately. <laughs> in podcast world, this sure. is my, my therapy session, I suppose, in a way.
0: It's fine
1: by me, mate.
2: Um, so... Am I right in thinking that you lived in a fairly yeah. remote part of Dorset when I first I met you?
0: I did. My parents still live in the same house I was born in. Um, yeah. Tiny little village, eight miles north of the nearest town in Dorchester. Yeah. Um, yeah. No shops, no public transport, no telephone signal, 400 people. Uh, so you knew everyone. Um, quite a, I don't want to say privileged, but, you know, I was you know yeah i'm I'm very grateful from where i come from and the way i was raised so yeah it's not like my parents are not rich or anything my parents don't have loads of money but we were supported and looked after so i can't really complain
2: but like even if that was the case where you have wealth then it's about how you portray that and allow that to oh
0: yeah and my parents you know guy's yeah. drilled into me from a very early on to be absolutely terrified of money and to save and be thrifty <laughs> which is what I am now um, yeah which you know I will I I analyze every cost that I have but you know yeah it does mean that hopefully I'll be looked after when I'm old so who knows
2: yeah 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 save for the future all that sort of stuff yeah yeah um so you said that you've been drumming since the age of 6 yes so have you always been able to practice within your house if that makes sense rather than there's a lot of drummers that i know that can only practice at practice
0: well yeah i was actually quite lucky with that to be honest um the few neighbors that we kind of had were were fine with it you know didn't really mind and we were all kind of like friends you know all the families are friends so yeah that's just that was never really an issue i mean in in the very early days they have you know brought me one of these like They were like a practice kit called flats, um, where they are literally just the skins of the drums that are kind of stretched. So they weren't; it wasn't anything impressive, uh, and it was quiet. You know, it was it was built to be quiet, but you could still kind of do what you needed to do. And then a lot of the other time was just like rudiments on a practice pad. So a lot of what I learned was to do with technique and that sort of thing. So it was pretty militant when it came to practice. Which was kind of okay because they knew I liked it. So,
2: yeah. So, yeah. just on the whole childhood thing. What made yeah. you continue practicing?
0: I think it was. I remember that it, again. We were kind of talking about travel previously. Um, it, I kind of. It, I don't know. I just enjoyed music. I've always enjoyed music. I was raised on, you know, like Led Zeppelin and Genesis and uh, Pink Floyd, and then. As I got, it was my cousin. She showed me uh, Slipknot's um, self-titled album yeah. and uh, Avenged Sevenfold, the one with the um, oh, what's it called? City of oh, Evil. That one. Um, yeah, she showed me that, and she was like, "Oh, I think you might like this." And I was like, "Oh my god, what is this? Yeah, yeah, different.
1: Yeah.
0: Creepy dudes with masks on." And I was just like, that's cool. like you know, that's really cool." Mm. Uh, and so I kind of wanted to just explore different music and I, i've always wanted to be I'm, I'm that kind of person that i'm you know i work in sales now so it kind of yeah. does translate where it's like yeah you definitely want yeah. to be doing better and improving and i always want to be doing something and you know just yeah. doing the next thing that's yeah,
2: why so that's your own story
0: yeah kind of in the most kind yeah. of cliched way but i'm just i'm that
2: kind of person i always yeah. want to be doing
0: more so, it practice rarely felt like a chore,
2: yeah. That's good, yeah. That's when you know you're on the right path, I think. That's when it's like you've kind of found your calling because it doesn't feel like work, yeah. I like,
0: think <laughs> there are days where I'm you know, as a 13 year old teenager, and all you want to do is go out and yeah, you know, play with your mates and whatever. But yeah, yeah, if I was in the mood, I was in the mood, you know what I mean, yeah. And I would practice for several hours,
2: but a lot of this podcast. Um, to be like completely transparent with people, like eighty percent of it's admin. I um, <laughs> actually really enjoy the twenty percent, I actually get to record with people. Tell me about it. Um, but you've got to take the rough for the smooth these days. You, um,
0: uh, doing you sales is exactly to... the same, mate.
2: Yeah, you don't get to enjoy all of the victories without having some defeats.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. This is a motivational hour with Ben. It's just. I was just about Where's this? To... Isn't this about music? It should be about music <laughs> I think music when it's your life You kind of have to Allow it to permeate Every facet of your being really Because there's yeah. a lot of reasons In music to stop isn't there There's a lot oh, of self-doubt and there's a lot of Are we good enough to be on this Oh yeah You know it's sometimes like Especially in Weymouth it's sometimes <laughs> You know you're considered lucky If you get a gig Oh yeah and and it's all about fitting the band that you're supporting it's all about sort of i think it's oh, what... i don't like that guy so i'm not going to support his band yeah i think
0: we were you quite know? lucky in the fact of i don't want to say we were like part of the right generation to do it because it's not true but like i don't know many other people who are like still doing gigs and what you know do you know what i mean and like If we ever got a gig at Finn's or if any of our mates like got a gig, we didn't really care. Like we'd go to we always go to the gig. We'd be happy to play the gig, regardless of where you were on the bill. Just because it was fun. And you know you could go there and you'd see all your mates. And that would be you'd get pretty drunk. And then Yeah,
2: Yeah, it'd be an event, wouldn't it?
0: Yeah, like it didn't really matter. And everyone was there to support one another because 90% of the people in the crowd you knew. Yeah, outside of the whole music,
2: just as people
0: you knew there, you just knew them, and they were nice people yeah. because they were all into the same things that you were into. Because that's why, but they they were there.
2: Yeah, it's a very social thing, isn't it? Being in a band. Yeah, exactly. Um So, just to clarify, mm-hmm. um, has As Flames Rise has that been the only band that you've been in? No. Um, okay. Let's talk about that. <laughs> it's actually
0: kind of funny how I ended up getting into As Flames Rise. So. Um, you've, you've mentioned Jay uh, I think previously and I think you've spoken to Oscar and stuff and Matty and whatever um, but I've known Jay who is the current guitarist of Alex Lame's Rise for, mm-hmm. oh, I've probably known him since I was about 12, 13, I think I met him at the skate park in town oh, um, yeah. and to this day he's one of my best mates and he's mm-hmm. actually just had a kid today which is amazing
2: Today? yeah, did you not see it? mate? no, I didn't know that
0: yeah, it's called Archie
2: Jesus, we could have recorded the birth. Yeah, I know. For God's sake, Jay. <laughs> I know, how was
0: selfish. Um, but yeah, no, I was
2: friends with him
0: and Chris Lawton, who was the original bassist. Yeah. Um, from, just from kind of around town and the skate park and stuff. And I had joint... I, I was friends with some other people, but like Max Simpson, I don't know if you know him, um, and Ben Butterworth, James Butterworth. He's just some, like people from like, school, yeah. really. And I was, uh, they were like, oh, we need a drummer. We've got this kind of like cool, kind of pop punky type band, hmm. uh, lost, lost lost, in Transition, I think it was. Oh, right. Okay, you, You'll find a couple, if you do a deep dive on my Facebook, you'll find a couple of pictures. Um, I think okay. the only gig we ever played was, oh, we did, I think, did a couple of gigs and they were like a couple of like, you know, those battle of the bands that you used to do um, yeah. at, at various village halls. Yeah. Um, and then i actually i remember skateboarding and i fell off my skateboard and then broke my hand. Oh okay. Um, and that was after like two gigs and then chris was like chris lawton was like oh you know who's a drummer who's just joined a band chris gower because i told him about this other band. Mm. And so he messaged me and i was like yeah i'll join. I can't play <laughs> anything at the moment because i'm broken. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. sure. Uh, give me 6 weeks and i'll be there. Mm. And that's how I joined Uslamers Rise.
2: Yeah. I always feel that you're one of the most energetic people in the room. But (laughs) these things where you break your bones and you... (laughs) It seems to be like a through thread of your life.
0: Uh, I think until the age of about 18, I really had very little care for my body and what I was doing to it. Probably to the age of about 20 um yeah. i've got like i've got four broken teeth um i've yeah. got it's quite funny that you used to say that i'm one of the most energetic people in the room because i'm i'm quite a chilled out and relaxed person but i i
2: don't think you are <laughs> the, the, the <laughs> amount of you... encounters i've had with you and the amount of like insult matches i've had with you like there's been times where i've got to practice um to watch as flames rise before you and you literally like burst through the room and go mate the new fucking August Burns Red song is sick. <laughs> and they are like, okay, Chris is here. <laughs>
0: but yeah, I mean, I've got I um I've been hit by cars twice, yeah. Um, from both while skateboarding, I got clotheslined by a wing mirror and broke three of my ribs. Yeah. Um, I when I was like probably like eleven, I got yeah. playing football, I got someone else's tooth stuck in my forehead. Yeah. Um. Uh, my friend stabbed me in the arm with a pen yeah. Um. I stuck a chisel in my finger at school once Um. and then most notably uh, obviously I spent nine weeks in a wheelchair after having oh, yeah. a surgery on my ankle to, oh, yeah. to re-break my ankle and pin a, a piece of bone back in uh, that mm. had occurred from a very rare bone condition so yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then there was yeah. a few years of quite hard alcohol abuse from um, ages 17 to about 20 and then I went to uni and that continued for about 6 months and then I went, oh no, everything hurts and so I probably should stop being a lunatic
2: <laughs> everything hurts, so I don't know why pass me yeah. the copper oh, mate,
0: mm. now I'm 25 and I, I have like 4 beers and I have to get yeah. up and pee at like 4am and I'm like,
2: oh my god oh, mate. the world is on fire <laughs> I can tell you at the age of 31 that it doesn't get any better, mate.
0: Uh, what? Ha- why is everyone old now? I don't <laughs> agree to this. It's,
2: just, it's just a weird thing.
0: It's called time. I don't agree <laughs> with it. It ages us. Nope. Yeah. I mean, no. Yeah. That. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm always up for... Oh, it, it, yeah. When I'm with that group of people as well.
2: Yeah, I think, think well. it is circumstantial. Yeah, it is about the circle that you... Feel the most comfortable in, isn't it? Of course, oh, 100%. And I'm those... very extroverted, so yeah, I'm not going to like go up to random people in the street and be like, Have you seen my dog? you know, just yeah, random sort of trigger happy TV type, type stuff. Like, I'm not like that, but yeah, yeah, I'm the same. Like, when I'm comfortable in my circle and I feel that I can get away with saying whatever I want,
1: yeah,
2: I feel like I'm at my best.
1: Oh, yeah,
0: no, and, and with our. Group of friends, and you can, yeah. you know, like, you, you know Oscar and Matty and stuff like that. Yeah. Like you know that if you say something horrendous, you only it's just yeah. going to get met with something even more horrendous. So yeah. it didn't really ever matter who was saying what.
2: No, it wasn't even to me, at least. It wasn't even who was the loudest. It was about who could say the most ridiculous thing. Oh yeah, and I feel that I was amongst the top three quite a lot but i didn't yeah. mean. i was just saying it to get a reaction
0: oh yeah no that that was always the case yeah it was never it never meant anything yeah but it was it was always to see who you could try and make crack up
2: yeah yeah or get knocked out by <laughs> well yeah right so we'll come back to uni in a bit because i'm interested about that because yeah. I, I like knowing how people work and I like knowing how uh, people decide that they're going to do X and Y in their life. Yeah. But for now, we've got four minutes. Can you tell us how COVID has been for you and how it's affected your daily life, please, Chris? Uh, yeah. So COVID's
0: been a, bit, a little bit all over the um, place.
2: So I moved to Brighton about
0: yeah. 18 months ago, two years ago-ish now. Um got a job doing recruitment, did that for about five, six months, then COVID. Uh, I got put on furlough for five uh-huh. months last summer, and that sucked. Yeah. Um, uh, I was just sat in my room uh, sweating um, and playing <laughs> Fortnite with my T-shirt off. Yeah. Um, I did that for five months, and then I got made redundant, um, and I got really, really lucky uh, and managed to find myself another job doing uh business development which is basically just cold calling uh, businesses hmm. to try and find out information uh, and then I did that for about two three months and then I am got into the job that I'm doing now which is energy account management so selling uh, energy contracts to businesses okay so overall it's been fine um, I've been incredibly lucky um, I've not really you know I, i've done bits where i worked at home and that sucked uh, i much more prefer being like in the office and around people. I'm the same yeah but, I'm the same. i mean in, like the grand scheme of things like my sister's wedding got postponed um but like my, you know my dad's built a shed uh, like in in like i didn't didn't manage to get home for christmas which sucked um but i live i live in an eight bed house share so it's a bit mental but what that does mean is there's always people around. Yeah, yeah
1: So it's yeah, yeah. like
0: we made the most of Christmas and it was like a whole thing. And yeah, I've been, I've been really, really lucky. I know that a lot of people have, have you know, struggled. And like Don't get me wrong. I've, you know, I, I, I've, you know, I suffer with anxiety pretty horribly, but I've, over the last kind of few years, I've learned to be very grateful um, and very positive in what I'm doing. So, yeah i mean i'm alive i'm fine i've got a house i've got a job which is good yeah and you know i've been very fortunate to actually have things going well in the last kind of 18 months so yeah i really can't complain
2: yeah it sounds but, to me like yeah. you you know how to check yourself which i think is something that you can't learn oh mate. through another way other than going through stuff Oh, 100%. And seeing um, what comes at the end.
0: And yeah, I mean, working in sales and working in an environment where I have, you know, targets and it's all about, you yeah. know, money and doing more and that sort of thing. Unless you yeah. take those you know, about 30 seconds to just be like, right, you need to chill out for a second. Yeah. And just do step one, then step two, and just really boil it down. Otherwise yeah. you go, you'll go mental. And I mean, yeah. that's what I did do, but you know, we're good now. Yeah.
1: yeah i
2: imagine sales to be quite hot and cold yep like one minute you're getting told that you're the worst person ever by some granny and the next minute you're being (laughs) the best person in the company even though you've sold Edith a contract that probably yeah i don't know it just sounds a bit chaotic to me personally
0: oh yeah and then you can it's quite satisfying when you sometimes, you know, you can yeah. not screw over people, but you can put more yeah. than you should. <laughs> and then it's like, <laughs> yeah. but then that you also lose, you lose out to some companies where you put absolutely nothing on it, and you're like, oh, mm. So,
1: yeah.
2: Yeah, I get it. There right, go. we're going to go to a quick break. So, if I'm right, future Ben, this is going to go to a grind advert. Ooh. So, we will be right back and I will speak to you in a sec, Chris. Bye. Just a quick reminder that you're listening to Absolute Bedlam Podcast. This show is officially sponsored by Grind Fitness and Sportswear Clothing. This active and healthy lifestyle company hails from Weymouth, and do I. Check out their website, which is limited which is LTD UK.com. That's www.grindlimiteduk.com I've recently been given some of their products to test out and it's all been absolutely fantastic and very very comfortable to wear. The base layer doesn't cling to you and you can really feel the quality of the clothing. Get involved and start your own grind today. If you have any questions regarding any of their products, please feel free to drop me a message on my Instagram page, which is absolutely better than podcast, or drop Clayton, the CEO, a message on Instagram. His uh, Instagram page even is called Grind, which is G-R-N-D. We will be very happy to help you with any inquiries that you have on your way to start your own fitness adventure. Thanks again to Grind for allowing me to promote your products. Right then back to it This podcast stuff it's just having a chat yeah, yeah. so Pretty good enough. right so the next question i'm going to ask you is what is the best gig you've ever been to and it can either be as a musician or it can be as a fan oh um that's
0: actually cool i mean one of the Single, probably the, the single best like live performance yeah. was uh Twenty One Pilots.
2: Okay, cool.
0: Um, I'm a big Twenty One Pilots fan. I think they're yeah. brilliant. Um, and I saw them in the SSC in in London, and it was yeah. just everything about yeah. it was so well done. Um, yeah, nice. and so well polished. And that was like I, I saw Architects the month before as well. They nice. were incredible in the same venue. I have an Architects tattoo, which is I, I absolutely love t- Architects. Yeah. Um, but then kind of on the on the other scale of that as well was probably, um, like Primal Scream. I wow. saw at a festival uh, many many years ago. Um, mm. I went with my family. It's like one of the ones. It was in Dorset, Camp Festival. And okay, yeah. I ended up kind of being by myself. I like, lost my friends. And just stumbled, I stumbled across it, and it was just really enjoyable. Yeah, um, not my kind of music at all, but it was just like again, it was just well done, and I appreciated that.
1: Yeah, um, yeah.
0: As a musician, I like playing
1: a gig. Yeah, yeah.
0: Probably, I was thinking about this earlier. Uh, probably, we we played a headline show in uh, in the Isle of Wight and yeah. that was the first time we'd ever played there it was i think it was on on one of our tours um but it was the first time we got on an encore and we like we didn't really know what to do so we just like played a couple of the songs again um, yeah. we had like people coming up to us after the show and like, like getting us to sign the t-shirts they bought and i was like hey, hey, what <laughs> sure but okay yeah. nice
1: yeah
2: What um what venue was that cuz did we did we help with that, can you remember when that was? was? What do you mean? You,
0: what do you mean? Helped with it? Well, what
2: did you play? So I think one of the gigs that I played with Terran Spacers. Oh, uh, helped out on bass. Maybe. Was it Coburgs that you played? I think so. That little pub on the hill. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure if we. I don't know. I can't remember. It seems like so long ago now.
0: Yeah, it was either that or kind of every gig we've played in Cardiff. Mm. Always there, was a, really um,
2: there was a band that opened the Isle of Wight gig, if it is the white gig that we're talking about. The white gig, brilliant. Really. The right gig, Ben, um, where a band called Seventh C opened.
0: Yeah, and it was 7
2: N T H. Yeah. Yeah. Seven yes. seven. <laughs> Yes, then, yeah, then it was that gig. Then it was Terran Spaces, and it was you guys. Yes. Yeah, see, I'm not making it up, mate. No, okay. No, I forgot. I'm only five beers in. Nice. (laughs) On a Monday. Yeah, start as you mean to go on. (laughs) No, not really. Not really. It's only a joke.
0: Yeah, I think it was probably the best gig.
2: It was a lot of fun. No, I remember that gig. It was good. Yeah, yeah. I like the fact that you guys just played your entire set, and then people were like, "We want to hear the yeah. same song again." Yeah, that
0: was that was very odd. Yeah, you,
2: were, you really got the people jumping up and down.
0: Yeah, no, it was yeah, a good sorry. one. It was it was a bit mad, but yeah,
2: it was enjoyable watching you guys because I always felt that you um kind of flew the flag for Weymouth quite high.
0: We we did, I think we always prided ourselves on at like putting on a good show. And we would always practice like we'd we'd go through the set a few times like, at the beginning just to like play some songs, but we'd we quite often you know practice yeah. the stage show,
1: yeah,
2: so,
0: like so we knew what we were doing
2: when we got there,
0: you know
1: it...
2: yeah, yeah, I feel like like a f r they kind of just left everyone's problems at the door, oh, a hundred percent, and they just allowed you to like be who you want to be all the time in that thirty minute period of your set list
1: yeah and i think we and were the
2: then, same as a
0: band as well like we yeah. never, obviously like we we're saying before like yeah no marriage is ever are totally happy
1: and mm.
0: yeah we would quite often have arguments with one another but then we're like right we're going on in 10 minutes
2: yeah but that's because you're passionate mate yeah, right that's, yeah. that's not a bad thing it depends obviously how the outcome happens because that's how a few of my bands have disbanded because they've yeah. not been resolved and then they've become bitter and sour and yeah. You know, oh, a few months ago, you said this to me, and you never oh, apologized. That sort of shit. Oh um, no. We, yeah. yeah. Anyway, it's it, not it about would, me. It's yeah. about you. Yeah. No, but
0: it, we would have stuff
2: like that, and then I'd go, "Stop yeah. well, being a knobhead,"
0: then, and they would be like, "Yeah, alright Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm not here for politics. I'm here to smash shit. Pretty much. Mm. Mm. Did you mention a gig in Cardiff? Sorry. Oh, we played a lot of gigs in Cardiff. Um yeah. I, I thought said. you were going to mention that as well as your second. Yeah,
0: yeah, I mean, there was many, many experiences in Cardiff, um, mm-hmm. but they were always just good shows, always good fun. Well, like fuel. fuel and uh, Moon Bar, I think, was the one that was next to it. We played there oh. a couple of times, and yeah, yeah, it was always a good time.
2: What's the um, music scene like in Brighton? I mean, it's
0: Brighton, so it. it, it um... I, again, I haven't had the chance to go to many gigs or anything here. Um, but I mean, one of the guys I live with is a musician. He plays, like, kind of acoustic-y stuff. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if you want, you know, if there's always something happening here. And there's a, there's places, like, there's um, there's two bars. There's one called Molly Malone's and Casablanca's, which are two of my favourite places to go on nights out. Because they, yeah. you know, there tend to be those are the kind of places that you end up Um yeah. Like, yeah, they're the kind of places you end up, but they play like, you know, the classics. Uh, you know, you yeah. can go there at 2 a.m. and find yourself screaming Mr. Brightside, and it's absolutely brilliant. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. It feels like those places just exist in their own bubble, doesn't it? Oh, 100%. You're in a different world. Always open all the time. Yeah. Like, 100%. ready for you. In case you veer off the beaten track and end up there. Oh, yeah, totally. It's weird. But yeah, I imagine Brighton's a pretty crazy place to live sometimes.
0: Yeah, I do. I I love it, to be honest. Everyone is just kind of doing their own thing. Um, There's no, you don't really come across the kind of pretentious types. I mean, I do in my line of work, but then, you know, all of my mates, everyone you meet on like a night out or you meet friends of friends, they're always like sound people. And, yeah, you know everyone's doing interesting stuff, and it's no one ever yeah. judges anyone really. Yeah. and it's it's always just nice, which I think is cool.
2: Do you yeah. um do you get weekends off? Yeah, yeah, I'm just nine to five. Do you um go for like nights out with the people that you work with?
0: Yeah, um, they're yeah.
2: quite different nights out. Yeah, um, but there
0: was a couple of weeks ago we actually my like the energy team and a couple of the other teams that we worked with like booked a couple of tables at a pub. And I mean, my lord, salespeople, <laughs> salespeople are loud.
2: I had that impression. That's why I yeah. Asked, yeah.
0: There was like the fourth pint was in about <laughs> half six, and we clocked off at five, and it was just like, fuck, no. <laughs> um, and I was, my housemate Ebony had to like put me to bed at about half past 10 while I got home. Mm. And she helped me eat my Burger King. And I kept I asking do her, her, I kept Someone's asking got her. Yeah, I was asking her how hers was, and she was like, "I didn't get one, Chris." And he was like,
2: "Right." <laughs> I just imagine you just being like, "I don't oh. understand what that means." <laughs> yeah, it's
0: fun. She, it? she called her because she's called Ebony, and it's quite a fun name to say when you're drunk. And Ebony. I was just say, Ebony, Ebony, <laughs> Ebony, <laughs> Ebony, and she was just like, "Sharp, Chris." Yeah, so, yeah.
2: Is there any? Um, are there any? Um, disadvantages or cons to living in somewhere like Brighton? It sounds like you're trying it. Eh? I don't want to uh tone the tone too much down, just um,
0: no, no, no. I mean, yeah. being a, I mean, I'm quite lucky because I mean, until recently he actually moved out, but I was living with uh, a, you know, one of my best mates from home, Don. Uh-huh. So, you know, and I've got one of my other friends lives literally two roads away, and she's one of my best mates from home as well. So uh, my sister used to live here. Uh, she now lives up in London, so it's like it's not too far. The, the, yeah. the disadvantage, I would say, is just being like far from home. You know, I'm yeah. three, like, three, four hours away from home, which which sucks. But you know, it, it's fine. Um, I don't. It's an easy drive if I want to go home. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think it, it, maybe to a degree because so everyone here is so doing their own thing and whatever it can be sometimes a little bit difficult to find mm. like the same mind as people i get that maybe i don't know that i think that's just a, a very surface view of it but in in general yeah. terms oh i will say the hills. Yeah. the hills i live up a massive hill right okay and it is always windy
2: <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> And the, those two things I'm just setting out. Those two things go fuck themselves. Yeah.
2: like and Combined as well.
0: Mate, honestly, mm-hmm. it's awful. And like when you're ca- trying to carry your shopping up the hill and it's pissing it down with rain and you're yeah. sweating but you're also wet and your legs hurt and you're hung over and it's windy. Oh, yeah.
2: that sucks. Yeah, I get that. But... <laughs> All being said, that's about it. Two things out of 100.
0: Yeah. I mean, and those are two things that you totally can't control.
2: But, yeah.
0: Other than that, oh, traffic Mm. and the roads. The roads all suck around here. There are loads of potholes. Mm. Although, saying that, they did fix the ones near my. Anyway. (laughs)
2: Love it. Love it. This is when you know you're in a flow state when you end up moaning about the traffic. Arguing with myself about traffic. Um, I'm so old. Do, you feel, do you feel like everyone in Brighton's like, on a grind? Like they're in the rat race and they're trying to sort of make something of themselves and success is the only option?
1: Not,
0: no, not really. Mm. Quite the that's,
2: Yeah, that's just how I associate like city life. I, d- I just yeah, think that I mean, has like, been drilled into me as a kid like watching movies and stuff. Sure, but I mean this isn't like the big smoke of Blunt. there's
0: no skyscrapers
2: here. You know
0: what I mean? Like yeah. you go to the South Lane, you know, the North Lanes and South Lane. Like the amount of like cool interesting like little shops. I think everyone is doing yeah. everyone is grinding. Yeah, yeah, I'd say that and everyone is trying to do their best, but they're doing best of what they want to do. Yeah. And so yeah. Like, you know, yeah. like one of my housemates, he's a musician and, you know, and another housemate of mine, he's like a videographer and he's doing a journalism masters. Um, and so, like, yeah, it, every I mean, obviously in my line of work it is, it is an is office and everyone is, is grinding through the numbers, but that's what I've chosen to do. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, have, I know so many people that are doing just what they want and doing that really well so yes but no
2: yeah it's not a forced grind it's a conscious i'm following this subject and i won't rest until i get what i think i deserve out of that subject rather than just i'm gonna try 200 jobs in the next eight years and see what sticks yeah, I think it's just everyone's
0: doing what they want to do to make them happy, and it's more of a pursuit of happiness rather than a pursuit of the next paycheck.
2: Pursuit of validation. Well, well, no, yeah.
0: I wouldn't even say that to a degree because people are doing what they want to do and don't really care about the validation.
2: Yeah, that's what I mean. Sorry. Yeah, that's that's exactly. Yeah, it's the opposite of that is what I meant. <laughs> yeah, good. Doing <laughs> nice. it, nice doing it. fun. Yeah, well, you know me, mate. I'm, I'm <laughs> a slippery.
1: <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um,
2: so, off the back of the best gig you've ever played, slash been to, mm. we're going to once again follow our uh, little feet down negative lane, and unfortunately, Chris, it is up a hill. <laughs> so what's the worst gig you've been to, and if you want, what's the worst gig you've ever played?
0: I mean, not, I don't think I've really been to many bad gigs, really. I mean, we've always had, there's been plenty of gigs where we've had some support acts or whatever that are on earlier on, you're like, oh, okay. Right, yeah. <laughs> this is clearly your first gig yeah. um, But yeah. that's fine, you know, that's that's not bad mm-hmm. um, Speaking of going up hills, um, when I was actually in a wheelchair um, from my ankle surgery uh, As Flames Rise played the Dorchester, the, the Mornbury Rings Festival Oh yeah I don't know if you were there or you remember this and this is the you know, it's like celebrating Dorchester Arts and let all the old people go sit in the park and listen to it. Um, Ross filled in for me and they played um, and Matty thought it would be a good (laughs) idea to have me come out on stage in my wheelchair and like wheel me around a bit. (laughs) That wasn't
2: bad, but looking back on it... (laughs) (laughs) it was like fucking hell Um, what is a good idea for Matty is usually not really a good idea for anyone else yeah if you're
0: talking like general like bad experience of us I mean we played
2: so many gigs
0: to like one person but again that was just like half of the course Yeah, Um, I think the worst one was we played a gig in Manchester and we drove from from Dorchester to Manchester which was you know six hours seven hours yeah um and we played the gig, and we all got very, very, very drunk. And Jay was, you know, we were all sleeping in hotels and stuff. And the uh, like, no one really turned up. Uh, I mean, it was like poor turnout, really. Uh, and then the promoter tried not to pay us, and like, dude, we've just travelled seven hours. Um, and Jay, the guitarist, got way too drunk. Uh, and to this day, um, no one in the band really drinks Red Stripe because of that evening. And, um, <laughs> um he got so drunk and broke his guitar like oh snapped the neck of his guitar and he was like punching the the car like the the headrest in the car on the way home or back yeah. to the hotel sorry and then he had his own room because he booked them all yeah and we went to like wake him up the mor- wake him up in the morning and he'd like flip the room upside down trying to search for a plug socket for his yeah. phone and turned out it was right next to the bed but just didn't see it um, yeah. But just for, I mean, in terms of yeah, the gig itself, wasn't bad, but it just ended up being a very bad situation, yeah. and everyone being yeah, yeah. very, yes. very angry and very, very upset. Okay. Um, that yeah. sticks out as a just a bad situation.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's funny t- how bad situations can sometimes become good stories, though, isn't it? Like, imagine telling oh. your grandchildren that. Like well,
0: to the, and the again to the to this
2: day, like we don't.
0: None of us drink Red Stripe because it, we played in like this Jamaican themed. It was like a you know, like a cocktail bar, and uh-huh. so the only beer they had was Red Stripe.
1: And yeah,
0: being you know five metal lads, we weren't any drinking fruity cocktails. We were only drinking hard Red Stripe. We're men <laughs> because we were big boys. Um, and yeah, it's just it. We blamed it on the Red Stripe, and that was it.
2: Blame well, it on the Red Stripe. Yep. Love it. So, no. yeah, um, I need to get Jay on here at some point.
0: I mean, um, he's my dad, so I don't think it's going to happen.
2: Yeah, true. Yeah, shout out, Jay.
0: Shout out, Jay. We love Jay. You're talking about people being talented. He is one of the single most yeah. talented, like, talented individuals I've ever worked with, and I will always say that.
2: He's very good, especially when he's in the zone. I feel that stuff sort of comes to him and he yeah. has to act on it.
0: He's a tricky one to pin down. Sometimes, with that yeah. if he's not in the mood, he's not in the mood. But if you get him in the right mood, he yeah, can, know, really, really he, you know, he can track like a ten album record in the space of thirty seconds. And you're like, "How did you do that?" Mm-hmm. And he learned to play a seven string and like harmonize with himself. And to this day, I don't understand how he did it, but he made it work. Yeah,
2: yeah, I'll have to get him on here because the drunk stories that he. Creates uh, I are mean, just I next do. level, aren't they? I could, we could do a whole other episode
0: of just talking about Jay. <laughs>
2: yeah, speaking of which, I do want to quickly um clarify something with you on one of your tour documentaries, which is available on YouTube, I think. To this, I don't day. think they are anymore, but still. oh, okay, that's a shame. I think <laughs> I if I remember correctly, because I, see, I, I am getting, yeah. I, say, I think I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> is it when you get pulled out of a tent? Yep. Yeah. So, do we want to quickly just um, tell the listeners um, I mean, you know exactly the what story? happened? Yeah, let's go to full the full story. We've got six minutes.
0: Okay. So, full story. Uh, it was a night on tour. We were staying in this little campsite round the corner from the venue from Fuel Bar, and yeah. uh, we had the van. And we also had like, a couple of tents because it was it was like a really nice week in summer. So we was like, yeah, we'll just camp. It'll be fine. Uh, me and Jay were staying in the tent, uh, and the rest of the lot were in the in the van. Uh, we played the gig, really good gig. Uh, it was a headline headline show. Um, and afterwards, we were like, oh, uh, the manager, the tour guy, whatever it was, uh, he was like, oh, let's go to Chippy Lane. Uh, Chippy Lane is a place in Cardiff where it's just a lane of chip shops. and It's it's magical. <laughs> um, and so we were like, you know, heck yeah, let's go. Um, we we're, were all pretty drunk at that point. And then as we were leaving, the guy behind the bar, who we got to know quite well, uh, we played a few gigs there. He was like, "Oh, where's everyone going?" And we were like, "Oh, we're just going to get some food." Um, and he was like, "Oh, well, I'm cleaning out the taps, so we've got a load of free beer." And we were like, "Oh, um, <laughs> there's a picture. That you find this really? on my Facebook. Oh, there's a picture of me and Oscar. We are drinking um, Iron Maiden ale out of a pitcher with straws, like two white girls. You know, got a, like yeah. we're like pinching the straw and got our pinkies in the air." Um, and we got so drunk and then we were like right we're finally going to go to this jippy lane and so we started walking through the middle of i think it's called queen street in cardiff which is like the main street it's a massive big wide street and it leads up to the castle it's very recognizable we're walking down there or like two us and two other bands so it's probably like 15 people walking down and this girl comes up to us and she's like flyering for a club (laughs) and, <laughs> oh hey, what are you guys doing? You are like you having a good time? We're like, oh with some bands on tour, we just played a gig. And she said, Oh, it's awesome. Sweet. Uh you would you want to go have some more drinks? And we were all like, fuck yeah. Um she gave us flyers and I was like, okay, head over there. You see the door there, go up the stairs and you're going to the club. And we were like, all right, sweet. And started going up into the street, uh, in the street and going up these stairs. I, I don't know if you know this bit of the story. So anyway, um
1: that's exclusive. <laughs>
0: Okay. We go up the stairs and i mean me, like everyone else went in and me and Jay were at the back. Because this is the time where me and Jay I know you said we we're the probably the loudest people in the room, but me and Jay were also probably the two most introverted at the same time. Like if we, yeah. weren't we quiet, if we weren't in the mood, we weren't in the mood type of thing. Yeah, I guess so we were a little bit nervous and we were younger than everyone else, so we were at the back. Yeah. Um I I was probably 18, maybe 19. Um and we still go up the stairs. I'm like, oh that's cool. And it's like it's all curtain. There's a big bouncer at the top. And he goes, Yeah, IDs, IDs. Yeah, okay. And and no phones out, no pictures, or anything like that. And we're like, okay, fine. Let's go walk to the bar. I can see it from here. And I was like, okay, let's go to the bar. Got a couple of drinks, turn round, and I'm like,
1: that's
0: a that's a naked lady. Nice. That's another naked lady. That's a naked lady on the stage. Yeah.
2: oh Oh, no photos makes sense now this isn't a oh this is oh Oh. right this isn't chippy lane no (laughs)
0: Uh, but i you know definitely wanted a mouthful um
1: but yeah no
0: i genuinely i don't know if i just missed it but yeah i never clocked it until we were in there and i was like oh (laughs) and then when you when you realise that you're sat with like fifteen dudes and you're all sat there with you know rods yeah. on, um, yeah. uh, you sober up pretty quick.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah. okay, this isn't for
0: me. Um, and like me and Jay left, and me and Jay went back to the because we were staying in the tent. So we went yeah. home and you know we went back to the tent and fell asleep. But I was like passed out, and obviously everyone else carried on drinking. So they came back um, and found me in this tent. Um, And I was sleeping on this little like mattress, you know, the the ones that like blow up themselves. I was sleeping on that, and Laurie, who was the bassist at the time, decided it'd be a good idea to pull me out of the tent and drag me around uh, the the like the 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 campsite um, on this little mattress. And there's a there's a bit in the video again. It's I don't think it's up anymore, which is a shame.
1: But the light
0: kind of pans onto my face as I'm tucked into my sleeping bag, and like one of my eyes opens clocks what's going on for about half a second and <laughs> then back asleep yeah, um, yeah. Um, they put me back in the tent and then the next day it cuts and I'm like I had no memory of of any of that happening of being dragged around and to this day will be one of the best nights sleep I've ever had on tour and I woke up <laughs> feeling fresh as a daisy and
2: it was amazing love it I love
1: yeah. her that, that okay. yeah <laughs> That's that story.
2: (laughs) One of the lines that sticks with me in that video was Oscar describing like what he had to do that day, and it was something along the lines of right. So we need to go to Weatherspoon's. We need to. Oh yeah. um, We need to do this. We need to do that. We need to hook up the caravan or whatever it is to the electric.
1: Oh yeah, because we yeah go to the the venue.
2: Then we need to load in, then we need to come back to the campsite, and then it's going to be about four PM and then we can eat breakfast. And the way yeah. he said it was just so like nonchalant.
1: Yeah. yeah. Just so that. it's
2: so Oscar. It's so like Will Ferrell sort of. Yeah. yeah. Just the way you just said it, like so without any emotion at all. It just so funny. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Now you say that. Yeah, that's my long term memory kicking mm. in again, mate. Oh. Enjoy Very it while it nice. lasts.
0: But yeah, it's all good. Yeah, about that. No, I, yeah really. <laughs> it's been such a mental day and we were horribly hungover from the day before and we had so much to do and they we're like, right, now we can have breakfast.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: That's when you know you're busy. Oh, mate, yeah. When you're having breakfast at 4pm. I live the dream. There we go. Right, we're going to go to a quick break and we're going to come back and we're going to talk some video games. Ooh, Speak to you in a sec. Hey guys, just a quick ad read, Ocean Bottle, I recently reached out to this company as I thought their mission statement and attitude were absolutely fantastic, support livelihoods, stop ocean plastic, these award winning bottles come in a range of colours including ocean blue, forest green, obsidian black and sun orange. Each bottle that is bought means the equivalent of 1,000 plastic bottles kept out of the ocean in places where plastic pollution is actually at its worst. These are 100% dishwasher safe and contained double-walled vacuum seals and are made from insulated stainless steel. They keep your cold drinks cold and your hot drinks hot. Join the award-winning team and get your own at www.oceanbottle.co. The current discount code I have access to is on my Instagram page, so please check out the Absolute Bedlam podcast Instagram page on there to see the most recent one. Thanks to Ocean Bottle for allowing me to spread the good word of environmental sustainability. I cannot wait to get my own ocean blue one soon with my podcast logo front and centre. Anyway, back to the episode. I'm back. Welcome back. Good. So we're now going to talk about childhood stuff uh video games yeah um, you can ask me a question if you want
1: no nope.
2: um, obviously at the end as you're fully aware we're going to talk about meal deals
0: oh i've got i've got a good one
2: good awesome i like a prepared guest oh yeah i, I think it was the only one that i
0: really thought into
2: yeah <laughs> The most important one, though, to be fair.
0: Because well, I know it's going to be controversial, but I just yeah. want people to hear me out, and I want them to try it for themselves and then come back to us. Leave a comment really in judge the you. Yeah. down below if you, uh, you know, if you do go ahead and try this. Hit smash that like button.
1: <laughs>
2: Subscribe. Yeah. Right. So, what is what? the first memory that you have of playing a video game?
0: Of playing a video
2: game? Yeah, like, what was the first game that you picked up as a child and went, "Oh, this is cool?
0: I mean, there's there's pictures of me when I'm probably two, three, and I'm holding an N64 controller. Nice. And it's probably like the uh, like earliest Mario Kart or, you know, Mario 64. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very early on. Um, I remember there was also, you know, there's like educational games that you get in like cereal boxes and stuff. I remember those. I don't know if that really counts, but I remember just like playing them on repeat. Um, yeah. Playing things like there was a Toy Story one, and I yeah. don't know if there anyone that was like like it was a, a very early on, like probably released like with the with the film, Toy Story PC game. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. I remember, you know, remember those ones where you had to like do a Buzz light ear, and you had to hide as the cone and try to get across the road. Yeah. And I remember that um but going a little bit further along, probably you know things like Simpsons hit and run
1: yeah.
0: um Tekken that i definitely wasn't allowed to play because my mum was Catholic um and yeah. then uh like roller coaster tycoon oh yeah' that um counter strike source I'm playing that as well time splitters you play time splitters how
2: yeah. Splitter? Hell yeah. Yeah, fond, very fond memories of time splitters, and then like I don't, I don't really remember the first one.
0: No, I, it was time splitters two, mm. it was definitely the yeah, it was definitely time splitters. I can still like picture the first map, you get yeah, the Siberia rifle. level when you're that on one, snow, yeah, yeah, it? yeah,
2: and you get the sniper you got to rifle. shoot out the cameras and stuff, and then there's like a zombie near the end, and you can flamethrower it.
0: Yes,
1: so, hey, was, I'm,
2: I'm on it. This is why I yeah. podcast. I, like <laughs> I remember everything that I don't need to remember.
1: Yeah, right. No, I'm exactly the same. <laughs> and then i
0: was like moving forward a little bit more with things like playing Call of Duty two around my mate's house and like Halo and all those sorts. Of... Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a very very avid video game player. I follow like professional Call of Duty. Yeah. Uh, and some people don't even know that esports is a real thing, um, but I follow that like some people follow. And it's one of the few things to this day. Me and Jay, me and Jay talk about like most people talk about football. You know, you talk yeah. about the matches and the transfers and the news. So, yeah, yeah I'm I, I love video games.
2: No, I get that. That's cool. Um, yeah. So, what was your favorite console?
0: I was gonna say, what was your favorite video game? But that's fine.
2: <laughs> we'll get to that. Are you uh, you're asking me? Sorry. Yeah. You're asking me what my favorite video game is. Right, okay. Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, N64. Good choice. There was a game earlier that I was thinking about, and I can't remember what it was called, but I wanted to give it an honorable mention. I mean, that- um, I think actually I'm thinking of albums because I've never really mentioned Hybrid Theory. That's a banger um, of an album. Yeah, banger of an album. But, um, Very cool, it's but a true. game I can't remember, it might have been Kirby. Nice, yeah, or Rayman that was hard. Rayman was hard, yeah. A lot Kirby of those Golf? games go on. Sorry, do you want to play Kirby Golf? No, what was that? Just like a sort Kirby of Mario Kirby. thing where you just add something to the end of the franchise. No, it, was, it was
0: you could, like, Kirby was the ball,
2: right? Okay,
0: <laughs> and you just like knock him around,
2: yeah. Just on that, um. <laughs> Sega, DM me, please. Why does Sonic have a car? <laughs> if he's the fastest hedgehog alive. Yeah. yeah, Weird. Conspiracy theory. Uh, yeah. yeah. Sonic Racing. Sonic All-Stars Racing,
1: yeah. I... I recently
2: bought a 25-game Sonic-Sega sort of emulator for my PS4. Oh, that's cool. Um, and short of my PS4 sounding like it's about to leave a runway, <laughs> um, it's a really good time. There's uh, yeah. loads of games on it like Golden Axe, Streets of Rage, Sonic 1, 2, 3, Sonic oh, 3D. God. Streets of Rage is a banger as Streets well. Streets of Rage is amazing. Absolutely amazing. Anyway, favorite console. Anyway, favorite console, I'm so sorry. <sighs> I mean, I've got really? an Xbox Series S right Not now. Yet.
0: And that's it was 250 quid and it's tiny and it yeah. like it blow it loads so quickly yeah. and i know there's gonna be some pc people out there like oh nothing. that's cute it's yeah. so good like it does everything
1: yeah
0: and i mean yeah obviously like formative years of playing on a, you know an original xbox and 90 percent of my life has been spent on a 360 so there's more probably like better memories with those I'm definitely more of an Xbox guy than anything else. I'm not, I won't ever do on the other brands if I was playing, if you know, you know, they're brilliant. Um, But yeah, it's so small and it's quiet and it loads. The only thing that I do miss is the the Xbox one that I have. It's still in that box just there. Um, It was a Forza Motorsport three, four limited edition one. So it's blue. And when you turn it on and turn it off, it makes car noises. That's (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's my <quite laughs> cool. You turn it on, it goes, Vroom, and you turn it off, it, goes, Vroom.
2: <laughs> it should make a reverse sound. Yeah, all like a sweet
1: lift. Yeah, and then when you lob it; it makes a
2: cool noise as well.
1: I like it.
0: Yeah, so that's probably probably my favourite console. Nice, Just, it's good.
2: Yeah, and you're still obviously playing games when you can.
0: Absolutely, I play. Yeah. Play Call of Duty and I play Fortnite probably most than anything. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just started playing through Resident Evil Biohazard because I just totally forgot that that happened. And I was watching Mm -hmm. some gameplay of the new one, uh, Village
2: looks ridiculous. I know, but I was like, I can't play
0: the new one without having played,
1: yeah, no, I get that.
0: I think I've played like all the other ones, I "I just forgot that it happened. And I was, it's on like the Game Pass for Xbox, yeah, that's sweet.
2: Um yeah, the new one just, yeah. Lady, was it Dimitrescu? Dimitrescu. Was it Lady, Di- Lady Dimitrescu? Dimitrescu isn't it sometimes. Like yeah, that people say the youth. Yeah, she's the, a- uh, the nine foot woman. I'd let her just for me. Yeah, a lot of people are saying that. Yeah, I think Capcom um, have uh, definitely um, capitalized on male instinct, and uh, their marketing department has their finger on the pulse. Big old boss.
0: Uh, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh, That's what it's all about. Favorite game, though. Thanks for asking. Um, <laughs> Bioshock. <laughs> okay. The first one. Yeah, Fantastic yeah, yeah. Fantastic game. That was the first one that I played, where I was like, "Oh my god,
1: what is going on?" Yeah, and that like,
2: was quite quite the... modular, wasn't it? Because you could get different powers and stuff, and you could yeah, like, play the game as you wanted it, it to an extent
0: yeah i mean the story itself was really linear and like you can yeah. if you want to just do it you can do it but they did a really good job i mean that's what so i also i've loved uh like call of duty zombies as well yeah. i love the fact that if you want to do it and do it properly you know yeah. you can find all the extra information that like you know the audio logs and that sort of stuff and it just you know yeah. gives a whole level of like depth that yeah yeah you can just play the game especially game like zombies if you just like i've actually gotten one of my housemates into playing it with me we play zombies um yeah. but before they were just like oh i just thought it was zombies i was like no 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 no," and <laughs> like that you know explain the whole thing it's
2: like oh my god that's cool
1: yeah
0: that's probably my that's favorite just,
2: game sort of secret easter eggs and stuff obviously like, it's just you shooting stuff
1: yeah
2: there's a lot more to it than yeah but you you need to sort of seek it out
0: Oh yeah, but if you wanted to just play it to so you enjoy yourself, you can.
2: There's um, there's two things I remember about Bioshock and it was the fact that I, for ages, didn't realise that it had Adam and Eve in. So yeah. Adam is the red stuff, isn't it, that you inject into you. So That's like, improve and, your powers,
1: and then Eve yeah. is what you yeah. need to like,
0: power them.
2: Yeah. And yeah. there's also a twist in it. Am I allowed to mention twists? Do you think it's been out long enough that I can talk about it? It's like a ten-year-old
0: game. Yeah, let's yes. do
2: it. The whole would you kindly thing, oh, Remember yeah, that? where um, the guy that's like, is it Atlas? It's like narrating the story for you and telling you to do stuff,
0: Andrew Ryan.
2: That's it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't it sort of um happen like, doesn't Andrew Ryan turn into someone?
0: Oh, you're thinking of um, Bioshock Infinite.
2: No, I've not actually played that game. Uh, but there's a bit where you get halfway through Bioshock One and you like have a flashback of every time he's ever said "Would you kindly?"
1: Oh yeah, it's like a trigger yeah, 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 God, yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah,
2: I've forgotten about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're yeah. right. What's the um the boss of Bioshock? I can't remember. The Big Daddies. Yeah, but there was an actual final boss. It was like a person. Yeah, it was not wasn't it Andrew Ryan? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he was the guy that was like
0: running it all, and then yeah. you in the second one you become a big daddy.
2: Have you, um, have you played Bendy and the Ink Machine? No, I think that would be quite for you if you like Bioshock. I feel that it's got the same sort of style.
0: I like, yeah, I like the kind of weird and dark.
2: Yeah, it's very sort of black and white, Mickey Mouse kind of dark. Yeah, I'm my um... Limbo. yeah, that was good.
0: Limbo is good, and that there was not <laughs> gone not gone home
2: maybe gone home
0: there was like a. they did like a uh, you know a spiritual successor
2: all right was it um inside maybe i can't remember what it was and called they did recently they did a little nightmares
0: oh little
1: nightmares mm, mm.
2: maybe it's the same sort of thing it's basically like the most basic game you can get there's no dialogue there's no
1: but it's weird, like, and
2: it's dark, and yeah, it's it's kind of you can make the own your own yeah. story up, I suppose, at the end of it.
1: Yeah, but that's, it's so
2: puzzly, and here's a boulder. You need to get over the boulder. Watch out for the spider.
0: Yeah, and I like that's why I like the Resident Evil games because they do a really good job of like, yeah. hey, is this stuff you can use it if you want, or you yeah. can run past these people.
2: Yeah, 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 definitely. You can save your ammo and stuff like that yeah I know what you mean so we're now gonna move into music
1: uh, yeah, make
2: yeah well time is cracking on mate big time <laughs> so who is your favorite band
0: it's a bit of a toss- up between i I'd, I'd say there's three and I know that's a bit of a cop out but I'd say Led Zeppelin just for the fact of you know that's what i was raised on it's not like my dad's favorite band we used to every sunday before i'd have a, a football game in the car we would listen to stairway to heaven
1: yeah
0: like that was that was just the the ritual and you know we, you know had the very few dad didn't always crack out the vinyl player but when he did it was it was either annie lennox or yeah. it was <laughs> it was led Zeppelin uh, and like pink floyd and genesis and that sort of stuff so that stuff just holds a, a very special place in my heart. Yeah, um, and then if we're talking like metal, I guess it, there's a few. I, mm, it's really difficult because it really depends on my mood. Um, um, I'd say Slipknot um, for the factors like just for what they they did and who they were and what they stood for and what they do stand for is yeah. awesome. And they were like my first discovery of metal music, and that was like. Yeah what really got me hooked but then nowadays i'm you know architects yeah yeah, i have an architect's tattoo they are just brilliant i think they write songs better than a lot better than people do yeah and then on the other side of things to do with like if if you're talking like talking kind of musicality and actually like writing incredible songs if you actually understand it and like the whole world of being an artist is Twenty One Pilots, and no one even comes close to them in yeah. the way that they, because they, they create worlds around their music rather than just like here's a song. Yeah, um, they've yeah, they make it so much more, and I think that's really really cool.
2: I think they're quite so, predictable as well. Like oh, they 100%. could release a song with them just talking. Oh yeah, but then and, you read into it, and why that's the yeah. One there's a bit in one of a Twenty One Pilots song that I heard recently, and it was like kind sort of making fun out of music in a way that it was like I don't have to rhyme words for you to understand what I'm saying. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah. It might have been something like my car radio.
0: Oh, car radio is a really good song. Yeah. It's about he got the car radio stolen from his car, but yeah. it's yeah. he uses that as an you know a metaphor of like, music doesn't have to be what you th- Yeah, it's a, there's,
2: yeah. There's lots of there. levels to them, isn't there? Yeah, but on the surface, it's like, oh, yeah. hey, cool, we pop, new song. Yeah, you hear stuff like Jumpsuit on Radio 1 and you think, oh, this, this is really cool, this is very bouncy.
0: Or it's just like, hey, this is catchy, if you didn't really yeah. care, yeah, oh, it's just another overplayed song on Radio 1. But if you actually kind of watch it, it is- and look into it, it's like, oh, that's actually quite cool.
2: And you're willing to go a bit further down the rabbit hole of them as a band rather than just oh, that was a cool number one,
0: yeah. And that's that's the kind of stuff I appreciate more with people that do, yeah, that do more. And you know, people like
1: yeah.
0: architects are the same, so much of their music is about like obviously when their guitarist Tom died, and yeah, yeah, that. yeah. Um, and then it's like, yeah, they have a lot. To do with like those sorts of struggles and that sort of thing as a just as a band hmm. that they are just a bunch of blokes that just you know really yeah. go out hard and then but then you get people like Slipknot who are so far the other end of just they created a community of fuck you and we yeah. do not care and we're going to do whatever we want yeah and I think that's that's just you know it's like that's rad
2: I think bands like Slipknot and System of a Down completely changed the game oh yeah They didn't realise at the time, but I think now it's quite clear that they did something very different and it allowed a lot of other bands to sort of come behind them.
0: Yeah, and the band that Slipknot are still to this day doing almost, you know, they're doing the exact same thing they've done for 25 years and they haven't haven't moved at all.
2: Have you listened to any of the Clowns podcasts?
0: Yes. They're really good. Very good. Sean Crayon's a very, yeah. very interesting
2: individual. The Electric Theatre, I think it's called. Yes. He's, There's one he's with right. Beartooth, Caleb from Beartooth, that got me quite interested. Oh, yeah? He doesn't just oh. get musicians on either, which I appreciate, because I think that's really important as a podcaster to kind of allow yourself to...
1: Well, like he's, he's for example, very, very talented...
2: Yeah, sorry, go on.
0: No, I was just going to say, he's just... A, Clown and like Sean Crayon, he's a, a very, very talented individual. Yeah, he's very multifaceted. He's he's, been, he's an artist in the whole sense. Yeah. Like he's, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's the creative director for the band now as well. And so okay. he, you know, they puts together the whole stage show and everything. So it's more than just he directs like most of their music videos. Right. Okay. Um. And so he clearly like he he knows what he's doing. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's interesting. No, he's, he's a very, very clever bloke. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I liked him talking to Caleb from Beartooth. That got me interested, and then I followed the podcast from there. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely um, go back and listen to some more. But yeah, he, he's not afraid to sort of reach out and talk to people like, you know, nurses Certainly. and firefighters. and Yeah, he does a bit outside the box, doesn't he? Yeah, and I like that i think yeah. that's important because otherwise you end up sort of pigeonholing yourself and like i said earlier like if, if if everyone you know june 21st is when we apparently all go back to normal and we forget the coronavirus ever existed um a lot of musicians yeah. that i potentially got planned might go actually mate we're on tour i'm busy yeah. now
0: <laughs> which is totally fine though
2: yeah yeah, yeah of course it is yeah, yeah i'm not yeah, saying it it's not it's just like that could be if I was to go so far down that I'm only gonna interview musicians.
0: But I think it's cool like, that you're doing you're doing a, a podcast that is music centric to a degree. Yeah. But it's just it's kind a,
2: of
1: and everything
2: yeah, it's, it's the thing that I've got the most experience in. And I know what it's like being at the sort of the the, the breadline and the, the poverty and the <laughs> self doubt and the um Yeah, you've experienced the the of it all.
0: You've experienced all the worst bits of being a musician, yeah. <laughs> which then I think gives you a very good basis to talk about it.
2: Yeah. And I think it helps you experience the best bits at the same time. Oh, yeah. True. Because you, you don't granted. take it for granted. Yeah. But yeah. I remember right.
0: that we, said we were going to talk about uni and stuff, but hey, we haven't.
2: <laughs> so I'm happy to um have some sort of funny school memory or funny uni memory. <laughs> if You want to uh, give us one, and I'm sure I can get you one in the future if we want to talk some more about it.
0: More than, I'll save the uni stuff because I think that's a bit more important. Okay. As, uh,
2: nah. I might get a couple of people on a uni one at some point. Well, uh, you know, and you can I mean, fight I, yeah. it out for the best story. All right,
0: that's fine. Um, school memory, um, yeah. to this day is one of my proudest memories. Um, I when I used to be an absolute little shit bag. Um, so Tuesday, then yeah, yeah, yeah. um. <laughs> No, I, I, I managed to get five detentions in one day, one in each Might lesson. Come. Yeah, um, and I remember I got the fifth detention in maths, which was last lesson yeah. with, uh, with Miss Morrison, who was we kind of it was like a love love hate relationship we had because we were both very dry, um, okay. kind of sarcastic people, and. Yeah. But I quite liked maths. I quite liked her, but we'd also we'd always kind of jab at each other a little bit. Yeah. And at the start of the lesson, I remember she said, I'm "Not going to give you any homework this week. Don't worry." Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, "Oh, sweet." And then at the end of the lesson, she goes, "Right, homework." And I, <laughs> what I thought was under my breath, but wasn't. Yeah. Uh, and I had my head in my hands, and I went, "Oh, you sneaky wench." <laughs> and. She just looked up from her desk, gave me absolute daggers, and I just stood yeah. up and walked out.
2: You just stood up and walked out
0: from your own. Yeah. I, I mean, I knew. I knew. No, I just I knew what was going to happen. I was going to get told to anyway, leave. So I just left. So yeah. <laughs> it was the last lesson. So I just left. It's very proactive um, of you, Chris. And then obviously my teacher in like reception. You know, when you have your home room, whatever it's called. Uh, Miss Daly, she was like, uh, Chris, um, got a note here from Miss Morrison. I was like, yep. The wench. I was like, I know. <laughs> she oh, like, that would
2: be funny if she said, I've got a note here from the wench. That would have been good. <laughs> I, didn't <laughs> think, I didn't
0: think you want to play up to it too much. But yeah, that's probably... That was, I don't know why that's always just stood out to me. as like, "Yeah, That was a real stupid thing to do, but it was really <laughs> funny.
2: Internalise your voice, mate. Trust oh, yeah. me. No, it was... <laughs> It's every
0: time I tell that story, I get the exact same response. of just, why did yeah. I say sneaky wench? Why is that what I went for? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, you didn't swear. No, but it's it was unlikely. still uh, incredibly disrespectful. Yeah, of course. So,
1: yeah.
2: Of course. Right. So important question time. Did, did you want to ask me anything first, or are you happy to just go straight into the sandwich world?
0: No, this is about me, so I'd rather, you know. <laughs>
2: Brilliant. (laughs) Chris
0: You asked me to do the intro. I've done enough for you.
2: I did. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. I was (laughs) eating. I'm not very professional. I do apologise. Thank you, Chris, for doing that for me. (laughs) I'm not going to edit out the bit, though, where you say, are we recording? (laughs) Anyway, Anyway. so,
0: meal deal. Meal deal. And I like the fact we've got two minutes. We can't argue about it.
2: That's um, all right. You can go slightly over. It's not going to. No, no, turn no. Turn your
0: phone off. No. Um. So first stop, Sainsbury's. They will always have the best meal deals. Um. Mm-hmm. This comes from a time in my life as well. I was working at the O2 store in Reading. Um, oh, yeah. I was having a terrible time, but that's mm-hmm. not going into that. Um. So you, the the best meal, you go from the O2 store in Reading, and you walk about five five shops to the left, and you get to the Sainsbury's. You're into the Sainsbury's and you pick up uh, a Snickers. And um, sometimes you're feeling frisky, it's a Snickers Duo. Oh, okay. Um, that's not part of the meal deal though, but that's like a, a little side. Yeah. Um, well, that's your dessert, really. Um, you it. And then for the for the actual meal deal, you go for a Diet Coke because you know you care about your waist. Um, and then you go for a a, a tuna pasta pot.
2: Mm, okay. Yeah, hang on, hang on. And then you go
0: for some some flame-grilled McCoys.
2: Okay, what flame-grilled? Flame-grilled. steak.
0: Yeah, the flame-grilled steak ones. Sorry. Then, you get back to O2, and you go upstairs, and you sit in a little room all by yourself, Um, and you put your headphones on, and you watch a podcast. Okay. Um, Contemplate life for three, four seconds uh, before the dread sets in. Yeah. Have some of your Coke. Then... You open up the pasta pot. You okay. open up the flame grilled steak, McCoys. Oh God, I know where this is going. You crumble up. <laughs> up. Yeah. And you pour them atop the uh, the tuna pasta, and yep. you go to town that <laughs> muffer. Um, and then for the dessert, you have the Snickers and the and the cake and yeah. i'm not even like this is just, i'm not even going to let you come back at this try it i know yeah. i know the judgement trust me because everyone yeah. gives the exact same response
1: yeah
0: but the mix of texture the mix of salty and you know the the creaminess of the the tuna pasta the kind of the mix of cold and slightly not cold uh, it's yeah. it it is something to be wondered at And I guarantee it, if you try it, you'll know what I'm
2: on about. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Thank you for joining me, Ben. See you next week. Sam, I think (laughs) you might be the second worst meal deal.
1: Sam, what was that?
2: Chris has overtaken you. Yes! Um, So, Sam, I think, was a hoisin duck wrap. Uh, I think it was something like quavers, or cheese and onion crisps. So, long story short, I um, OD'd on cheese and onion crisps as a child. Nice. And now I can't stand them. Oh, I, they actually disgust
0: drink. me. I don't know if he's. Can... The hoisting duck wraps are just wet.
2: And I think his drink of choice was fizzy water. Oh, off the top of my head.
0: God. No. I know you so, said try to keep this PG, but that guy's a cunt.
2: <laughs> Brilliant. Um, yeah, but Diet, Long Coke, Long Diet Long Coke's Long. all right. I'm saying there's, oh, there's, there's, there's
0: gastronomy to it. And this is something that I have, you know, I would mix it up. I would try different pastas. I would try different crisps. Yeah. Uh, it was honestly, this is not something that I've like just come to and I'm like, Oh, cause yeah. I like this bit and I like this, but I'm like, no, genuinely. It is something that I recommend people try and then tell me.
2: Okay. Fair enough. You sound because very, um,
0: you, you believe in your choice. so I'll... Mate, I told you, this is the one thing that I prepared and I, I was prepared. I didn't make, I did very little work today, but I prepared for this. (laughs) I was ready for a fight, and I knew I was going to get it.
2: You are ready for a fight? (laughs) Put the wrench down, Chris. It's it's a sister podcast, mate.
0: If you come at me in my my little meal deal, I'll fuck you up.
2: I'm not coming to Brighton anytime soon, based on what you've just told me. Well, if you do, you know
0: what you're getting for dinner. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) I like it or not, you're going to go to Tesco's and buy everything except the three things that you've just mentioned it's not you want sainsbury's sainsbury's sorry i just associate meal deals with tesco
0: no that was i think i said right at the beginning is you have to go to sainsbury's so sorry i've got selective hearing yeah because their their past is different anyway can we go
2: can I, I have to
0: poo so i kind of have to go
2: so chris what time do you have to be up in the morning
0: uh quarter past six Quarter past six. six. Uh, probably about six, actually. I've got to go into office early tomorrow. It's tough at the top, people.
2: Mate, I have so much to right. do. Chris, thank you so much for joining us. It's been good to see you, I Ben. Know. It's been way too long. hope it's been emotional for you. Very. I'm crying. Not really. be, let
0: me know if you ever want me to do any more intros. I'll be happy to do them.
2: Yeah, yeah. I might get you to record one.
0: I have a very good uh, presenter voice. And when you need me yeah. to introduce another member to the absolute bedlam podcast please do let me know
2: i will do thank you very much chris appreciate you thank you for joining and uh, keep on grinding mate because it sounds like you're uh, you're in the right place
0: you do man and, um, I appreciate
2: yeah keep doing what you're doing and uh, i'll speak to you soon mate
0: much love man bye bye
2: thanks for listening take care bye. and i'll see you soon bye Hope you enjoyed that episode guys, um, I'm just doing this as a pre-recorded segment because I always forget. Please consider subscribing for weekly uploads, um, sometimes I do two in one week, so yeah please do uh, consider sharing this with your friends and telling everyone that you know, and yeah I'll see you in the next one, cheers!